I may fit in for you, but I no longer belong to myself, Bernie Brown. I heard her talking on something this week, and she said that quote, and it just hit me so deeply. And it just made me think how much my life I've tried to be everybody else, tried to fit in with everybody else. I'm a people pleaser. And I spend my life so much trying to conform to the way they think simply because I think they'll like me more or I will feel less uncomfortable. But I may not fit in for you, but I no longer belong to myself. And on today's podcast, Discovering the Real You, Overcoming Expectations and Finding Your True Self, I'm going to talk about this topic. And I'm going to look about how much we're influenced by our parents and mentors and our friends and all around us. We're going to look at the peer pressure. We're going to look at the many masks we wear. And then finally, I'm going to end with embracing our authentic self and who we really are and what that means for us. I'm going to share a story about Albert Einstein and Jim Carrey, the way they were really held back by this and how it changed them when they decided to be who they really were. And I'm going to share my story a little bit about my foundations and what's important to me. And when I go to what's important for me, that's where my passion lies. That's what makes me angry. That's what makes me really come alive that's what if someone mentions those subjects to me that's where I come alive it's like yes you're talking my language and I feel at home at that point and you know those ad hoc conversations where you don't expect that conversation and you just click it could be of a complete stranger it could be just a friend or it could be a family member that you never realized thought in a certain way and suddenly you have this conversation it's like oh wow where did that come from and you feel nourished and you feel alive. That's what we're talking about on today's podcast. Discovering the real you, overcoming expectations and finding your true self. Welcome to Stillness in the Storms podcast. I'm Stephen Webb, your host. And this podcast is here. I share my experiences. I share different things. I haven't really got an amazing tagline. And it's just about seeing life a little bit different and finding a little inner peace where you can. So there was a couple of anonymous coffees this week. So I want to say thank you to them. Thank you to Audra and Mo. And thank you to Trish, Andrea, Lisette and Joe. Thank you guys. You are awesome. It makes a huge difference. Um, anyway, let's get on with today's show. Who you really are. Let's, let's all become a little more authentic and genuine to our true selves. So first of all, I, I want to go back to that quote. I may fit in for you, but I no longer belong to myself, Bernie Brown. Uh, why did that hit me so much? I think it hit me because I spent so much of my life pleasing other people, trying to fit in. I was one of those ones at school where I got on with a lot of people and there was those groups that were cooler than me the you know the female groups that I could never date they were all much better looking than me they were all like with the in crowd they were 
intelligent and they were clever and they were brilliant and they were very popular. I knew them, I got on well with them. They would lend me their pen when I got to a lesson when I didn't have one, but I, I would never be that close to them. And then there was the other group that used to get in a lot of trouble and all that, but they seemed cooler. People used to really like them and all that. And I'm thinking about the boys in particular now. I was kind of friends with them and I used to get in trouble with them a little bit, but I never really fitted in with them either. So whichever way I was like, I, I could be a bit of a geek. I could be a bit of a troublemaker. I could also be whatever. And I was trying to be everybody else. And I didn't realize, I can remember at one point, a friend of mine walked a little bit funny and dragged his feet. And I was like, I want to walk like that. I thought that was cool. So I practiced walking, dragging my feet. I think I got in trouble at home for it. But, you know, it's crazy how much we try to fit in. We think if we fit in, we'll be a little more comfortable. Or they'll like us more. They'll love us more. They'll accept us more. But we try to change who we genuinely are. Instead of trying to find out who we really are. And when I say find out who we really are, I mean... What is it that drives you? What is it that drives me? What What is that passion deep inside that makes you come alive when that topic comes up? When you could be half asleep and someone mentions it. And it's like, this is me. This is my moment. This is, you know, I know about this. And you just come alive about it. And it's really difficult because very often we're in situations where we're trying to drive it towards what we're passionate about, but instead we're trying to fit in and we're just trying to go towards them rather than... And it is so difficult. It's so hard. It's so much hard work being everybody else. You know, what, seven billion people alive now? Not one of them are like me. And trying to be every single one of them was just way too hard work. Okay, I want everybody, but <laughs> I said, certainly, certainly give it a fair crack to be a lot of people. And it was just tiring. And I would be caught out because it wouldn't be genuine. It's like when you lie and then you've got to have a really good memory. When you're trying to be like other people, the mask falls off. And you see it with other people, don't you? When the mask falls off. But it, do it doesn't mean they're not being genuine. It means. Sometimes when we don't feel like we're fitting in, there's nothing wrong with, I suppose, changing and being open-minded to change for the sake of, you know, being so rigid, this is my only identity and I won't change or won't. It's a fluid identity. You know, you move with your life. I get that. And I'm not saying you cannot be and change. But what I'm saying is, it's when we're trying to fit in so much with things that we don't even enjoy. We might, we might even choose a project because a friend's doing it and because we like that friend. And we're, we say yes to it because we think we'll fit in better, but we don't give it our 100% all because we're not enjoying it. And we do all that all the time. I'm a yes person. I'm learning to say no. And a lot more what I say yes to now, which is a wonderful gift for my current role, going into my new role, is that I've got so many opportunities that I can now say yes to the things that really drive me passionately. 
the things that are so important to me. And then I don't feel like I'm working. I don't feel like I'm doing anything because it's, it's what genuinely drives me. Our mentors and our parents and our friends, they so steer us when we're children. When we're born, we're a blank canvas and everybody's given us their colors. You know, let's take the metaphor of a blank canvas. You know, our parents give us their favorite colors. You're no good at math, so have this. You know, nobody in our family was any good at math. Well, you know, that's an opinion. There's no reason why I might be, not be good at math. Well, if you tell me nobody in our family is good at it, I'm not going to study it. I'm going to believe I'm no good at it. So that, I'm, that's going to become true. If they say there's no artist or anybody creative in our family, well, that's an opinion of a parent. Doesn't mean it's true for me. Doesn't mean it's true for you or your children. But that's what we do all the time, don't we? We allow our family's identity, um, what we believe is in the blood, to influence what we do and what we don't do. So therefore, it becomes true. And that's very, very true when it comes to talent. We think we've, we've got this born talent. But the, the truth be known, there isn't a born talent. It's whatever you work at, you become good at. You know, if you put hours and hours into anything, you'll become good at it. So if your parents tell you you're no good at the creative and you don't do it, well, it's going to be true. And that's how our parents shape us. You know, Albert Einstein had the same problem with his. You know, this is crazy. Albert Einstein's parents wanted him to do a certain kind of science. And they said, no, you don't want to get into physics. You don't want to do that. Don't go to that university. And it wasn't his passion. So he ended up dropping out. He failed his, his exams. And even going to the next university, he failed the entrance exam. Because it wasn't his passion. It was what his parents were choosing for him. And then when he did find his passion, well, you know the rest, E equals MC squared. Don't ask me to explain it. I have no idea. It's something to do with splitting an atom and making a fizzy drink. <laughs> I've seen the film. <laughs> but yeah, the peer pressure is crazy for us to fit in. And I understand why, you know, if you're fitting in and then you feel like you're, it's more comfortable, you feel like it's more genuine. And you, you feel like you find your tribe and you find your niche and you find your... And like I said, it's very fluid moving between these different things. What you fit in within the morning may not be what you fit in within the evening. You know, I don't always like the same genre of movie. You know, if I'm with a friend, I like comedy. I don't like comedy by myself. Am I being ungenuine when I say, well, I don't like comedy by myself? Well, it's what I enjoy, what I like doing. But very often we'll bend, won't we? And I can remember even as a teenager and even an older one, when I'd start dating a new girlfriend or something like that, uh, they would say, oh, what's your favorite kind of movie? And I would say, well, I like this, this, and this. And then they would say something. I go, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, when I said I like that, that's not entirely true. It's like, what was I doing? I feared not being liked. I may as well turn around and go, well, what's your hobbies? Yeah, I do the same as that. And it's complete BS, isn't it? 
But that's what we do, and we do it so subconsciously because in evolutionary terms and psychological terms, it makes sense to fit in. It feels awful not fitting in. And school is terrible for it. School is all about the fitting in. You know, school is it's mental how we look at school. So take this scenario. You, you have a playground where very often between 100 or 1,000 children are in a playground. They're all going through all kinds of things in their home life. They're going through all kinds of changes. They're learning about all different things. Their minds are expanding. Their emotions are everywhere. They're learning this whole thing called life and human and all of these things. And yet we expect them all to get on and play and be really, really good. And teachers can't even get on in the staff room. You know, they form groups. They, you know, they have all kinds of trouble. I'm not knocking teachers there, but I'm just saying how ridiculous it is when we expect everybody just to conform and be good and fit in with groups. It's complicated and hard work to be anything other than what you are. And you imagine if there was some kind of way in school where we could find out who our true self is. And we write down what's truly important to us, what's really passionate, our foundations. And then we could be put in that group. Oh boy, you watch how much we fly, how well we do, how much we grow our wings. Because I know when I found what I find passionate about, I, I don't have to be motivated to do it. I'm there. You know, I love helping people. I love reducing suffering. And I don't mind how that happens, whether it's through politics, whether it's through the podcast or anything. It makes me come alive when someone says, you help me out, you change my life, you give me a little more inner peace. It's like, wow. Okay, I want to run from it because I'm like, what can I do next time? You know, that that fear of showing up and having the spotlight on me is terrifying. But I think that's part of being genuine, right? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't you be non-genuine if it didn't frighten you? If, it, if you didn't have that fear of letting people down, then you're on the wrong track. If you don't, if you're doing something in your job and like you're a decorator, let's, let's, let's pick on decorators for a moment. I'm not really, I don't mean it. Um, but if you're a decorator and you don't care whether that person is happy with your decorating or not, you're in the wrong job. So of course they care that they, they must paint a house and then come back and they say, you've done an amazing job. It's incredible. If they're, if they're like, yeah, that was dead easy. I can do that. I can do that all day, every day. Then it's not, maybe it's not that genuine. You know, there's, there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness, I suppose. I'm going a bit off topic, but I always do that, don't I? So let's bring it back to the many masks we wear. And that comes down to just saying about a painter and decorator. You know, on a normal day, we're a parent, we're a friend, we're um, a friend to ourselves. We might be a doctor, we might be a nurse. You know, we're a driver, we're all these things. You know, the phone goes and we go to, I'm now a daughter or a son. Um you know, I'm not talking about changing sexes while you're on the phone. I'm just saying you, you, you might be a female and you might be the daughter when, 
your mum phones or you might be that person that is offering advice about health or something like that to a friend that's phoning up. So we change our mini roles. But what's really important is that we have that foundation of what's below us, who we genuinely are, what's really important to us, and bring that to the role rather than trying to do the role based on how people think you should do it. You know, what's really important to me? Independence. A person's independence. I'm so passionate about that. A person, if they can make their own decisions in life, they should be able to do it been paralyzed or been having something wrong with them which is in my case I'm paralyzed and someone coming along and saying I should and should not do things when they have all the choice of doing those things because they're able-bodied how dare they say to me that well you've got to be in bed by a certain time you've got to do this by a certain time and things like that just because I'm paralyzed no I'm sorry that's not the way the world should work the world should work around our disabilities, around our um, things that we find difficult, whether it's mental, whether it's um, disabilities or whatever. But we don't. We conform the world to the, the ideal able-bodied person, the ideal normal person in that quote, and everyone else should adapt to try to be there as close as possible and it doesn't work like that and that's why we feel so incongruent most of the time that's why our actions are not fitting our thoughts or our feelings and that's why there's so much mental health maybe is the fact that we're asked to do things that we're not really comfortable with doing we're not really authentically comfortable with it or we're feeling something different to our actions or our thoughts you imagine when all those things line up, so your thoughts and your actions and your feelings line up as one and you feel congruent and you feel alive. You know, we're not talking about riches and money. We're not talking about all those other things. We're just talking about being in a situation where everything just aligns. What you're doing is what you enjoy, is what you're passionate about, is what is important to you. And what you're thinking is what you like thinking. You know, that ad hoc conversation I mentioned earlier that you don't expect to have and suddenly you have this conversation. And it could be a complete stranger in a tea room over a cup of tea, as us British people do. <laughs> you know. So how do you embrace this authentic self? It's really about sitting down and really getting to grips with what's important to you. What makes you feel comfortable? What do you enjoy doing? It's as simple as that. And you can do a, a simple exercise of a gra gratitude and reflection exercise in the morning and night. So in the morning, you can have a gratitude exercise. So you pick three things that you're grateful for that day that's going to happen or things you have. And a reflection on how you bring an authentic, genuine, true self to that day and those things. So if you're a deeply caring person, how does that person show up caring in the situation? It might be an awkward family barbecue. Well, if you're deeply caring, and it's not normally goes that way at a family barbecue, how do you show up as that deeply caring person at the barbecue? If you're open-minded and wise or 
if you're the funny one or uh, how do you show up as that at the barbecue so you feel genuine rather than trying to show up as the person they think you are the person you've been labeled all your life imagine that imagine showing up as you really are and then the practice in the evening would be grateful for three things that happened that day and how did you show up genuinely as your true self I, hopefully that helps. Hopefully it gives you some thoughts on who you really are, what's really important to you. And if you want to carry on this topic, maybe I can do a second podcast that spells out the actual um, practices and how we do it and wh why it's important. And we can do exercises that helps us discover. Um, Simon Sinek says it in a similar way. It's discover your why. And it's so important. You've only got one life. You've got one life. Do it your way. From Do the actions that you want to do. I know it's difficult. We're living through a time where money is fundamentally important. We've got a capitalist system that is genuinely unfair. We've got a health crisis on our hands. We've got a cost of living crisis. We've got all these things. So it's really difficult when you're working and when you're doing these things to do what you truly want to do. I'm not saying give up your job and suddenly go and tour the world if that's in your blood and all that. But I'm saying read the books that you feel genuine about. Listen to the podcasts that resonate. Have the conversations with friends. You know, if you are doing a job, how do you show up as you doing that job as opposed to somebody else doing the job? You know, you may be a carer. And you may be a really well-organized carer. How do, you, how do you show up as a deeper caring kindness carer, a wise carer, you know? I don't know. Whatever, whatever really, really floats your boat, I suppose. Whatever really makes you feel genuine. How do you do it? It's really, it's really quite difficult. It's, I spent a lifetime trying to find it. And I think I, think I found it. What what bugs me? What is really important? What injustices do I feel? That's where it's really important. What challenges do I enjoy doing? Do I never tire or run away from? You know, that's where your passion is. That's where your gift is. That's where your joy is. That's where your inner peace is. You know, you have this one life. Imagine getting to the end of your life and they said, yeah, you never really did find what um, really drove you. And I'm not saying there's one particular thing. This changes through your life. Don't think that you'll get to, you've got this one single purpose and you've got to find it. You've got to turn over at every haystack. You've got to look in every part of the world to find this one action that you need to do in your life because destiny has told you that. No, I think that's BS. I think it changes. It depends on how you're feeling. It depends on what's happening at that time. I, I don't think you've got a single purpose. I think your purpose is to be true to yourself at any given time. There you go. There's your purpose. On the fly. Your purpose is to be genuinely to your true self and show up as that at any given time. And that can change. As you get wiser, if you're a wise person, that will change over your life. That will grow and it will deepen and it'll, and it'll have a bigger impact and effect on you. That.
Thank you to all those that support this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to anybody that gives a review. You guys are awesome. These podcasts are really starting to help people, I think. Um, if it helps you, that's awesome. You know, and thank you to the ones that treat me to a coffee. It makes a big difference. It enables me to get more podcasts out there for the simple fact I can get it edited by somebody else because that's not my passion editing <laughs> it really isn't I don't like doing it and it takes hours and it's just a nightmare for me so you could really you, you ease the burden on my life if you can help me to get someone else to edit my podcast if you go to thankyoustephen.com take care you're awesome and I love you